Redbox Media Programming is brought to you by... We've got good news. The world is open again, and people like you, people of faith, are traveling to Catholic sites around the world. Want to travel with exceptional Catholic leaders this fall, next year, or in the future? Are you looking to see specific sites, celebrate traditional Latin Mass, or travel to destinations without vaccine requirements? We are here to help you deepen your faith on pilgrimage. Give us a call at 1-800-842-4842 or visit us online at selectinternationaltours.com. Select International Tours is your pilgrimage company, and we have the perfect Catholic trip for you. Are you looking to serve God and society? Consider putting your gifts to work as a lawyer. Ave Maria School of Law has been educating faith-filled lawyers for over 20 years. Ave Maria School of Law is committed to training lawyers to use law appropriately around the moral issues of our time. Visit AveMariaLaw.edu to learn more about integrating your faith with a law degree. Hey there, welcome to the program. My name is Gary Zimak. I hope you can come on in, make yourself at home. I'm going to be here for the next 30 minutes. I have a chair reserved for you. So why don't you occupy the chair, hang out with me as we look at the Sunday Mass readings. For the 17th week in Ordinary Time, the message, Seek First the Kingdom. You know what? I love this message because there are so many distractions in life that can cause us to get so overwhelmed some good, some bad, so overwhelmed that we forget the reason that we're here and the need to focus on the invisible kingdom of heaven. You know, we can't see God's kingdom on earth, but that's why it's so challenging for so many of us to remember to seek first the kingdom. Fortunately, our Lord's going to talk about in that in the gospel from this Sunday's Mass, and you're going to see in the other readings as well, they're going to, you're going to see that message reinforced. So this week, seek first the kingdom. That's what we're going to talk about. I'm also going to have a few words for you after we pray about a recent trip that I just was able to take. So I'm going to tell you that in a minute, but why don't we pray? Let's turn to our Heavenly Father right now who is standing by waiting to hear from us. I'm going to lead, you listen, and let's pray together. Okay, sound good? Let's do it. In the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Well, Father in heaven, here we go again. Another week of this program. I'm so grateful to be with you, Father. I'm grateful that you are willing to listen to our needs. Father, we know that because we ask for these intentions in the name of Jesus, we know that they will be granted in the right way at the right time. We turn to you, Father. We ask you to bless all of us this day. We ask you to protect us, keep us safe from harm. We ask the same for our friends, our loved ones. Father, we ask you to free us from the burden of anxiety, discouragement, even hopelessness. Help us not get distracted by the attractions of this world. As enticing as they can be, help us not to get distracted by them. And give us the grace, Father, we need to keep our focus on you and grant us an increased desire to do your will and always to seek first the kingdom. Father, I ask you give that you give me the words today. Please send your spirit out upon me so you can give me the words that I need to deliver. 
And Father, I also ask you to open all of our hearts and all of our minds so that we are able to hear your message and have a desire to put it into practice. Father, as I always do, I ask these things in the most holy and sacred name of Jesus Christ, who is your Son and our Lord, and who lives and reigns with you in the Holy Spirit, God, forever and ever. Amen. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Well, thank you, thank you. Thank you so much for praying with me. Uh, Again, if you're just tuning in, my name is Gary Zimak. We do this once a week. And we look at these Sunday Mass readings. What a blessing it is to be able to do this program. And speaking of blessings, I recently was privileged to be able to travel to Columbus, Ohio, to speak to a chapter of Legatus in Columbus. It was sort of a last-minute thing. I was filling in for, for another speaker, and it just so happened that I was there. I'd love to be, every time I get to go to Columbus, I love it. I've been there several times. And I really want to give a shout out because I know you may be listening to this program in Columbus, Ohio. I want to give a shout out to my friends from St. Gabriel Radio, specifically Bill Messerly and and Dave Arsborn. Uh, Good guys, good friends. We've known each other for a long time, and I'm so blessed because... They are enabling this show to be broadcast on the air in in Columbus, Ohio, through St. Gabriel Radio. So if you happen to be listening, and I specifically want to give a shout out to my good friend Martin, who listens faithfully and who has supported my ministry financially for a number of years now. So Martin, if you're listening, brother, I am so grateful to you and also Bill and Dave. Thanks for making it possible. Great to be a part of this uh, this station in uh, in Columbus, the St. Gabriel Radio Network. Um, and you know, there's a number of Catholic stations across the country. You may be listening to this program through one of those stations. I'm grateful to so many uh, of these, these stations who carry the program. But if you're listening on the podcast, however you're listening, I am just grateful that you have joined me. And it's such a blessing to be able to do this each week. I've, I've mentioned it to, this to many people as we talked about this program. And I said, you know what? It's a blessing for me too. It, it really is because sometimes I, I'll be honest, I come and I do these shows. I feel a little down. I feel a little discouraged. I'm, I'm just not feeling it sometimes. But when I open up God's word and I start speaking these readings into the microphone, it just changes things. It just gives me a stronger belief, a stronger sense of confidence, and that's the power of God's Word. So it's a privilege to be able to do this, and I hope you're going to be able to find some comfort and encouragement in uh, in God's Word as we proclaim it over the airwaves today. If you want to find out more about my work, please visit my website, followingthetruth.com. You'll find information about my latest book, When Your Days Are Dark. God is still good, as well as my daily email reflection, Let Not Your Heart Be Troubled. And you can find out from the website how to bring me into your parish or to your conference to speak. I have openings for 2024, especially during Lent. You know, this Lent was crazy. I had to turn people down because I had so many Lenten parish missions. But next year, I do have some openings. So if you want to book a give up worry for Lent parish mission, or even a talk, whatever it is, a retreat, whatever you need, please contact me as soon as you can at, at followingthetruth.com or you can email me at gary at followingthetruth.com. All right, ready to get started? Good, because I am too. Here we go. Um, you know, as I always do, we're going to look at the gospel first. Now, as I look at the gospel from um, 
the 17th Sunday in Ordinary Time. I initially, and that's what I'm going to go with, I prepared for the long form, but as I'm scrolling down a little further, uh, I see that there's a short form. We're going to go the long form here because you know what? It's not that long and it's really worth it and I have the time to do it. So let's talk about this. Now, remember the theme that at least the theme that I feel the Holy Spirit's giving to me is seek first the kingdom. And I believe that's the thread, the common thread that ties all of these readings together. So why don't we take a look at the gospel from Matthew chapter 13, verses 44 through 52. And these are the words of Jesus. Jesus said to his disciples, the kingdom of heaven is like a treasure buried in a field which a person finds and hides again, and out of joy goes and sells all that he has and buys that field. Again, the kingdom of heaven is like a merchant searching for fine pearls. When he finds a pearl of great price, he goes and sells all that he has and buys it. Again, the kingdom of heaven is like a net thrown into the sea, which collects fish of every kind. When it is full, they haul it ashore and sit down to put what is good into buckets. What is bad, they throw away. Thus it will be at the end of the age. The angels will go out and separate the wicked from the righteous and throw them into the fiery furnace, where there will be wailing and grinding of teeth. Do you understand all these things? They answered, yes. And Jesus replied, Then every scribe who has been instructed in the kingdom of heaven is like the head of a household who brings from his storeroom both the new and the old. So we see Jesus referring to the kingdom of heaven several times in this gospel passage. The first thing he says is the kingdom of heaven is like a treasure buried in a field. So there's this treasure buried in a field, meaning that what? You have to dig for it. It's not visible. So it's under the ground. You have to do a little work to encounter the treasure which a person finds and hides again. Why? Because the person found something of great value. And the person wanted to make sure that nobody would steal that treasure. And then out of joy, the person who found the treasure goes and sells all that he has and buys that field. So you see that trade-off, trading the material possessions for that field which contains a great treasure, kingdom of heaven. There, there are some things we have to give up in order to have greater access to the kingdom of heaven. Obviously, we are talking with the kingdom of heaven about the end of our lives when we will, God willing, be able to live with him forever in heaven. Absolutely. But, you know, there are benefits and blessings to encountering the kingdom of heaven in this life. And it, it is absolutely possible. Every time we pray, that's what we're doing. When we receive the sacraments, that's what we're doing. When we read scripture, that's what we're doing. You know, and there is that trade-off. I can't read scripture, pray, receive the sacraments. At the same time, I'm at the baseball game or at the bar, you know, and not saying that these other activities are evil in any way. I mean, yeah, they can be abused, but for the most part, I'm just trying to compare compare between harmless forms of entertainment. And again, I know there's some things that are that go against God's kingdom, but it's a matter of choice. Do you have to spend all of your time reading your Bible at home? No, God doesn't expect you to do that. But we need we at least need to give him 
some of our time. And let me tell you, for years, that's not what I did. And look, it's still a battle for me sometimes. And sometimes pursuing the kingdom of heaven, trying to get closer to the Lord, being in contact with him, sometimes all it involves is helping out your spouse, listening to your children when they want to talk, going out to breakfast with a parishioner, you know, somebody that might need a a sympathetic ear. There's many, many ways to access the kingdom of heaven. Because the Lord understands we live in a material world. It just, that's the way it is. The, the materialism exists in this life. We're creatures of body and soul. So we're not totally spiritual beings. We're not angels who are pure spirit. So yeah, we have we have material needs. And, and God grants us happiness sometimes through a good meal. That's okay. But you see, it's a trade-off. We won't. We don't want to go through this life just trying to grab all the pleasure we can. We can get. We have to keep one eye on the fact that this isn't our home, and keep that one eye focused on heaven. That's our ultimate home. That's hard, isn't it? It's hard. But the more you get to know the Lord, the more you walk with Him, the more you read the Gospels and uh, get to know Scripture and read some good spiritual books, the more you pray and receive the sacraments, the more you begin to grow in your relationship with Jesus. Uh, Back to this gospel again, the Lord says, the kingdom of heaven is like a merchant searching for fine pearls. Another example, very similar. When he finds a pearl of great price, he goes and sells all that he has and buys it. So you see two examples of discovering really, really valuable things pearls, a treasure. And the Lord compares the kingdom of heaven to that. So once we discover what the Lord offers us, what he promises, mainly eternal life in heaven, and you know what? And a lot of peace in this life too, through a relationship with him. Once we discover that, we're not going to be wasting or we shouldn't want to be wasting all of our time doing things which aren't going to help us to grow closer to him. And that's really what he's saying here. And then the final example, the kingdom of heaven is like a net thrown into the sea, which collects fish of every kind. When it's full, they hold ashore and sit down to put what is good into buckets. What is bad, they throw away. And this is a reminder. We're all going to be judged one day. We're going to be judged on how we lived our lives. We want to make sure that we end up in heaven not because we earned our way there. That's not what we believe as Catholics. We, we believe in the power of grace. The only way we're going to get to heaven is through the merits of Jesus Christ, what he did on the cross, and the grace that flows through that cross to us. That's how we get to heaven. Now, can we mess it up? Yeah, you've heard me say that before. We can mess it up. We got the room reserved for us, or a mansion, however you want to look at it. We got a place reserved in heaven. Jesus wants to help us to get there. All we need to do is have a sincere desire to follow him, to use every amount of grace available to us. That's why the sacraments are so important. Specifically, you know, we've we've already, the baptism, confirmation, these are sacraments that we receive once. But there are other sacraments, such as the Eucharist, the sacrament of penance, that can be received multiple times, and, um, and, and we should. We should receive them as often as possible to maintain that consistent balance between the things of the world 
and the things of heaven. And the sacraments, the grace that we receive through the sacraments are what help us to do that. Let's look at the first reading, and I think you're going to see a link between this first reading in the gospel. Remember, this first reading, as well as the responsorial psalm, were chosen specifically to pair up with that gospel that I just read. And the church does that for a reason, to try to give us an idea of this common theme. The first reading is from the first book of Kings, chapter 3, and it begins in verse 5. The Lord appeared to Solomon in a dream at night. God said, ask something of me and I will give it to you. Now, can you imagine that, getting asked that question? I know, you know, I know what I'd like to say I would ask for, but depending on what's going on in my life at the time, I can't 100% guarantee that I'm going to do what Solomon did. Listen to this. Solomon answered, O Lord, my God, you have made me your servant king to succeed my father David. But I am a mere youth, not knowing at all how to act. I serve you in the midst of the people whom you have chosen, a people so vast that it cannot be numbered or counted. Give your servant, therefore, an understanding heart to judge your people and distinguish right from wrong. For who is able to govern this vast people of yours? So what Solomon asked for, was an understanding heart so that he could best minister to the needs of the people God put him in charge of. This is a really good thing. That is a nice thing to ask for. So it's a really a spiritual favor that he's asking from the Lord. And again, I'm telling you, there are times I, I can't always say that I'm going to go for something like this, depending on what's going on in my life. Um, that might not be at the top of my list. Now, of course, the Lord understands we have material needs. He certainly understands that. But I would say, at the least, what I what I'm what I try to do is make sure, in with your material needs and the things that you need to, to pay your bills. You know that you you're able to your car can get fixed or your health can improve if you're struggling with health issues. Just make sure you're asking for things such as the grace to avoid committing any sins the grace to be able to get to heaven, the grace to be able to recognize your defects. These are things I try to do, even though I might not always be feeling like that. Sometimes you could tell what's going on in your life or what means the most to you by the way you order your intentions. Whatever you say first might mean the most to you. And, And there are times we could learn from that. We could learn a little bit about ourselves and, um, Again, don't don't beat yourself up. The Lord wants you to ask for your material needs as well as your spiritual needs. Just make sure you have like a nice mixture of both. The Lord was pleased that Solomon made this request. So God said to him, because you have asked for this, not for a long life for yourself, nor for riches, nor for the life of your enemies, but for understanding so that you may know what is right, I do as you requested. I give you a heart so wise and understanding that there has never been anyone like you up to now and after you. There will come no one to equal you. The Lord really appreciated the fact that Solomon asked, in a sense, to serve him better. You know, give me the grace I need to serve you better. And the Lord responded to that. So here's an example of somebody seeking first the kingdom. Seeking first the kingdom of God. And um, when you pair that up with that last reading, that's 
That's what really stands out at me. And um, let me read the responsorial psalm, Psalm 119, longest psalm in the book of Psalms. This is a long one, but we are just going to read a mere excerpt from it. Lord, I love your commands. Boy, that's a... You know what? That is not a popular sentiment in today's world, isn't it? Nobody likes to be commanded. Nobody. This Obedience could sometimes be a, a dirty word. But what we have to understand is that through his church, through his church, God teaches us what pleases him. And ultimately, he teaches us what is going to bring us the happiness that we're looking for. You know, and I know it sometimes doesn't seem like it, but ultimately, if we are going to achieve happiness in this life, it's going to be, it's going to be by doing the will of God. And sometimes we think, ah, oh, the commandments, the church, too restrictive, but, but not really. Because the church knows what we need. And the Lord inspires the church. That's the work of the Holy Spirit. Sometimes we want to do what we want. I'm guilty of this. I want to do it because it feels good. Doing the right thing, yeah, I know what it is, but I don't want to do it, right? Sometimes. But I know that ultimately when I do the wrong thing, when I lash out, when I really know I shouldn't, afterward, I don't feel that good about it, right? It doesn't last. That instant burst of, of pleasure from being nasty, <laughs> even though I know it's wrong, that does not last long. And ultimately... I end up having to apologize. And, you know, I'm so thankful for the sacrament of confession. Because when I do mess up, I realize that there's still hope. Lord, I love your commands. I have said, O Lord, that my part is to keep your words. The law of your mouth is to me more precious than thousands of gold and silver pieces. Let your kindness comfort me according to your promise to your servants. Let your compassion come to me that I may live for your law is my delight. For I love your commands more than gold, however fine. For in all your precepts I go forward, every false way I hate. Wonderful are your decrees, therefore I observe them. The revelation of your words sheds light, giving understanding to the simple. Lord, I love your commands. I love your commands, Lord, because I know, I don't always feel it, but I know that they're designed to help me. To help me to achieve happiness in this life and happiness forever in the next life. And that's why we're so blessed to have a solid body of, of teaching in the Catholic Church. So that we don't mess up. So that it's not every person for him or herself. So that not, you know, one pastor or one particular denomination doesn't disagree with the other. We have that consistent teaching. And you know, let's be honest, Jesus said he's the way, the truth, and the life. Well, you can't have conflicting truths. So somebody looks at the real presence of Jesus in the Eucharist and says, yeah, that's really him, as the Catholic Church believes. And some other Christian from another denomination says, no, that's not really the real presence. That's not really him. Well, we've got... We've got conflicting truths there. You can only have one truth. It's either him or it's not him. I'm going to put my money on the teaching of the Catholic Church who says that that is Jesus in the Eucharist. 
body, blood, soul, and divinity. You know, that's where I'm going to put my money. And thank God we have that consistency and that, that, that teaching, that solid teaching of the church. I was suppressing a cough there. I thought, I thought we were in trouble. I reached for the water and I survived. Okay, we got the second reading, not a very long one. Let's see if we can tie this into the idea of seeking first the kingdom. You know, that the responsorial psalm, we're seeking the kingdom by saying, all right, Lord, tell me, teach me, what am I supposed to do? That is putting the kingdom first, bringing the Lord into every decision we make. You know, moral decisions especially. By looking first to the teaching of the church and say, well, what does the church teach on this whatever that I'm trying to decide? That's seeking first the kingdom. That's doing what Jesus said. Romans 8, verses 28 through 30. Only two verses for our second reading today. St. Paul writes, brothers and sisters, we know that all things work for good for those who love God, who are called according to his purpose. You know what? That's that's what a, it's a classic verse, Romans eight twenty eight, and that's the basis for my latest book. When your days are dark, God is still good. And one of the points I make in the book that just it just touches me is that Paul starts out by saying, "We know that all things work for good." In other words, anything that happens somehow that is happening because God intends to bring good out of it. And I make the point in the book, and I, sometimes don't we all feel this way? We look to what Paul writes and say, we know, wait a minute, Paul, you might know it, but I don't know it. And that's all part of this learning process of walking with the Lord. For those he foreknew, he also predestined to be conformed to the image of his son, so that he might be the firstborn among many brothers and sisters. Paul's talking about Jesus here. And those he predestined, he also called, and those he called, he also justified. And those he justified, he also glorified. God wants you in heaven. He wants me in heaven. And by staying close to Jesus and using the grace or cooperating with the grace that he gives us, which remember really all flowed through Calvary, through the cross, and generally dispensed by his church, by embracing and cooperating with that grace, that's the way we can be Jesus in this world and then be him, be with him forever in the next world. That's why the Lord gave us the Holy Spirit and all this grace that flows through the church so that we can seek the kingdom even when we might not feel like it. You know, honestly, it comes down to a matter of choice. I'm either going to choose to seek the kingdom or I'm not. Well, the challenge is, now, the devil, your own will, can't make you do the wrong thing. It can't because you have free will. What gets challenging is the fact that we get beaten down sometimes or we get enticed by the temptations of the world. Yeah, I know I'm supposed to go to church this Sunday, but I'm tired. I just don't feel like doing it. You know, just got to be careful. If we really seek first the kingdom, that involves doing the right thing, even when we feel like doing something else. Ultimately, doing the right thing, doing the will of God is what's going what's to give you the happiness you're looking for in this life and forever in the next life. Amen. All right. Amen. We fit it all in. We are just about to end the show. It's amazing. I, I begin these shows... And um, seems like, well, I look at the clock. I say, well, I've got 
close to 30 minutes left. And before you know it, the time is gone. I love reading these words. And uh, I'll tell you, they inspired me today. I hope these words inspired you as well. If you have questions, you can always email me at Gary at followingthetruth.com. And if you'd be kind enough to consider making a donation to my full-time ministry, I would really appreciate it. You can do that by going to followingthetruth.com and clicking on donate. It really helps me because uh, summer's tough. Summer's a tough time. This is a still a challenging environment uh, for people like me who earn their living by speaking and and, uh, and earn their living by proclaiming the gospel. You can help me, and I would really appreciate that if you can. Please keep me in your prayers. That's very important, too. You, I promise I will pray for you. And I look forward to joining you next week right here on the program. God bless you. Have a fantastic week.